Internet Breakers, and welcome to, unfortunately, not another episode of Project Studio Tea Break, because due to various family and professional commitments, both John and I have spectacularly failed to find any kind of occasion where we could both record together. So the episode we had planned for this month, we're now going to boot over to next month. In the meantime, I don't want our plucky listeners to go away empty-handed, so I bring to you a couple of extra little nuggets that I wasn't able to squeeze into last month's episode about some more of the industry statistics from the MCR data report. Hope you enjoy them, and we'll see you next month. Another slightly eyebrow-raising statistic this year was that it was the first year that vinyl sales exceeded CD sales in the US. That's gorgeous. That's really funny. (laughs) 41.7 million vinyl sales against 40.6 million CD sales. A rise of 54% in the year. So record sales are now officially vinyl sales predominantly. I mean, they're record sales again. They are, really. People buying records. That's quite something. Do you want to guess what the top sellers were last year? On vinyl? Yeah. Uh, Leave the door open. Nope. That feels like an appropriate one to buy on vinyl. Not in the top five. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Something by Dua Lipa? Nope. That's got some high fidelity. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. What's on there? Well, top of the list, you kind of expect is Adele. Okay, yeah. A kind of a classic album artist. Mm -hmm. Your very favourite Olivia Rodrigo in second. Oh, gosh. (laughs) God, such a shame. (laughs) But okay. Swifties Red, the Taylor version. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. I can see them pushing that. Yep. Harry Styles at number four and Billie Eilish at number five. Is that Watermelon Sugar and Never Been So Happy or whatever it is? Or these albums? Yeah. Fine Line was the album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, golly. (laughs) So, I mean, we we were talking about cassettes a while back, but vinyl. Wow. 41.7 million vinyl copies of things. Wow. That's pretty amazing, actually. That's pretty huge. It's interesting because... I was saying to you the other day that I took my daughter to a Mitski concert. Yes. Last month. You did. So first ever proper concert thing. And she's such a Mitski fan, huge <laughs> Mitski fan. And at the end of the concert, one of the things she bought as a bit of merch, she bought a poster and she also bought a vinyl album. I was going to ask. <laughs> now, nowhere in my house do we have... <laughs> Anything to play vinyl. That's really funny. But it's this beautiful scarlet vinyl disc, and the the, the gatefold is lovely, and she just has it like on display. <laughs> yes, it does sound like a sort of poster equivalent. So I wonder whether this is just a kind of richer three D poster effect, is what it is. <laughs> Another juicy little fact. Um, They have all sorts of fun things in these statistics. Okay. One of them is uh, commerce and music trends. So, you know, what the shopping habits of different listeners are. Oh, yeah. And one of the little tidbits is said that (laughs) EDM fans are twice as likely to have purchased bourbon in the last three months. That's wonderful. (laughs) Than your average listener. That is so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically driving them to bourbon. But also, isn't it nice when statistics confirm your own prejudices? That feels like exactly what this is. You know, my, my own my own view on these sorts. <laughs> do you think it might be partly to do with the fact that the top EDM album, in terms of 
um, this kind of album equivalent unit that they use nowadays to try and create album numbers from streaming data and from song downloads. So, you know, one album sale is considered to be the same as 10 song downloads or 1,500 song streams. Okay. Right, so this, like, TEA, they often call it, I think. Theoretical equivalent album or something like that. Mm-hmm. They use this kind of album equivalence number as the new kind of record sales number these days. So the top EDM albums... The listing might give you an idea why they're all drinking so much bourbon. Because the top two being both Lady Gaga, okay. Fame and Chromatica. The third being Chainsmokers Collage. The fourth being Gorilla's Demon Days. And the fifth being Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. That's really interesting. So all that new music, but even better than this listing. Do you have any ideas what might be the top performing albums overall if you aggregate, you know, the physical sales, the album equivalents and the streaming? Do you know who that artist might be? I mean, because of how much the world hates me, I'm going to say Olivia Rodriguez. Close, even if it were Olivia Rodrigo. You know what? I refuse to learn. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> Listeners, we're on a digital medium. I could very easily re-record a correction and Mike, with extremely little effort, could put it in. But I won't. Yes. I just won't. But she's number two. Okay, okay. Because it's what I'm looking for is someone that has really broad appeal with the youth, but also like interest from the olders with their money. So I'm going to take out of consideration Dua Lipa. I'm going to take out of consideration... Well, she's at number nine. Doja Cat's at number six. Okay. And do you want me to give you possibly the most depressing piece of news I've read all week? Is Justin Bieber at number three? No. Almost tied with Doja Cat at number six. That is... Is Kid Leroy. Oh, no. <laughs> why? No, why? It's why like, no? No, don't encourage him. Yeah. Um, okay, right at the top, I'm going to say I live in a hopeful world. What if it were Kendrick Lamar? Oh, now that's not a bad guess. Thank you. Because hip-hop, of course, we haven't really counted. Yeah. But it wouldn't be Kendrick Lamar. I mean, really, the big boy these days is... I mean, I want to say Chance, but Chance isn't that mainstream yet. Nah. It's Drake. Mm. Certified Lover Boy came in at two million, oh. but at number three. I don't think Drake is hip-hop. I think Drake is is where R&B goes to die. But that's... <laughs> oh, Drake isn't hip-hop? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. No, I mean, honest... that's a hell of a statement. <laughs> I can hear the furious tapping of keyboards now. No, I mean, I, not, not even in a critical way, though I have plenty critical to say of Drake. Yeah. I think... It's more modern R&B. Wow. Okay. In production, in subject matter, in... I, 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 you know, I... <laughs> whatever. We'll get to Drake. Is Drake really number one? No, he's number three. Oh, oh, okay. Just above Adele at number four. I am super surprised Adele is so low. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? Okay. Could you give me the countdown from six? Okay. And then we'll see if we can n- nail the one. Six is Doja Cat. Five is Pop Smoke. Mm. Four is Adele. Mm-hmm. Three is Drake. Okay. Two is Olivia Rodrigo. Wow. I, you know, I'm not sure who's the next in that sequence. At number one, with 3.2 million equivalent album sales. A big old chunk up. Is Morgan Wallen. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was my... exactly my response. Not in a month of Sunday. And it just shows... Kind of how out of the loop in some respects with some bits of the music industry I am. Morgan Morgan Wallen is this year's most successful country album. We discounted country. Called Dangerous. It's a double album. <laughs> it's sold about two and a half times as much as the next most successful country album. It's been a huge, huge hit and massive streaming success. And I've not heard anything on it. I am not here <laughs> to stereotype country music. But when you Google Morgan Wallen, as I have just done, the first headline that comes up... Billboard. 
Morgan Wallen says things got pretty dark after he was caught using racial slur. Whoops. Now, I want to be clear. I didn't dig for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the first thing Google thinks you need to know about Morgan Wallen and that he competed on the sixth season of The Voice. <laughs> the only thing I knew in terms of Morgan Wallen was that he had a cowboy hat because I saw a picture <laughs> and the, the word controversial appeared in one of the, <laughs> the listings. the autocompletes. <laughs> yeah. The first people also ask is, why is Morgan Wallen so famous? <laughs> I'm glad we're not the only ones. I mean, yeah. But it means, oh my God, I've got a mixed review job to do. I have to go listen to Morgan Wallen now. You do? What's his hit single? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. It's the first, literally the first I've heard about him is the music industry report for last year <laughs> telling me that he was the most successful thing. I mean... That's how up to date I am. I can't help but feel this is a... Well, maybe li- I'm too young. Maybe that's it. This is all boomers. Oh, okay. And I'm this strapping young Gen Xer. You know what, though? God, I still do love country. Well, so do I. Because I've, I've just looked him up on Spotify and most of his top five songs are pun titles. <laughs> And Great. I think it's masterful the way that country music has taken the worst form of joke and said, no, it's not a joke. It's a heartfelt seed for an entire song. Yes. I haven't heard the songs yet. I will hear them as soon as we're finished recording. Whiskey Glasses, right. which I'm assuming is a take both on beer goggles and just the glasses you drink whiskey out of. Yeah. Wasted <laughs> yeah. on yeah. you. I mean, I'm just guessing here is a combination of I wasted myself on you and I am drunk wasted on you. I I thought you were going to say that it was spelt W-A-I-S-T and it was kind of a body shaming thing. (laughs) I mean, look, I haven't listened to the song yet. It's very possible we're going to go there. (laughs) This is sketch show stuff. His seventh most popular song with 300 million streams, More Than My Hometown. Right. Just find a fourth thing to write music about country music. I, I dare, I double dare you. 